0: Listening
1: to Nightlight. Hi, and a very warm welcome to Nightlight. So nice to be with you for what I know will be a truly inspiring show as we hear from listeners all around the world testimonies of how the Lord has been blessing them, keeping them, providing for them, strengthening them, and using them to reach out and be a blessing to others during the past few months of the coronavirus pandemic.
2: It's nightlife. What a delight.
1: And on this show, we have testimonies from South Africa, the USA, Congo, Mexico, Nigeria, Kenya, Chile, the Middle East, Japan, Denmark, Uganda, Germany, and India. And these will be complemented with a great variety of topical songs, starting with this one from Emmanuel. Gilligan, when the world grows dark and the going gets rough, well, it's time for God's children to thrive. When
3: I ask Simon.
1: thrive Well, I don't know how the Lord's been blessing and keeping you during these crazy and confusing times. But as far as our ministries here in Uganda, we truly have thrived in these past few months in every area. We've not skipped a beat. And as the world's grown darker, we felt the Lord's grace poured out upon us in greater measure than ever before, which of course is what we were expecting to happen in the last days. The greater the darkness, the brighter the light. And I noticed that all the Christians and missionaries that we're in contact with were experiencing the same and the Lord was doing miracles for them too. Everyone had a testimony of a Romans 8.28 which the Lord was doing in their lives or ministries. So a few days ago I sent out a message inviting anyone who'd like to share a testimony on this show to write it in or record it on WhatsApp and send it to me. And thank you to all of you who took the time to respond. Let's start with a couple from the Middle East. First of all, from Jackie. She says, We witnessed a faith-building month. Even though the lockdown in this country was extremely severe, total close down beginning in March, and we're still in lockdown, this has been no barrier for the Lord. In fact, it's opened up so many more doors and opportunities that would be impossible in, in quotes, normal times. This Ramadan had more donations, more food packages, more supply, more families' reached than ever before. Not to mention individual people here who gave generous cash donations, especially for the poor. Cash gifts is a Ramadan custom. It was like the miracle of the Lord feeding the 5,000 supply everywhere. The Lord inspired us to contact stores in the poor areas where we work, wire them the money to make the packages, and the families could go and pick up their food box, chickens, and bread. So easy. All from my desk, basically. The Lord's Spirit can make things that appear difficult or impossible into something He basically takes over and managers a bit like how the lord came down and fought battles for the children of israel stand back and see me feed the people
4: this is john here in the middle east where i work with refugees in several countries Presently, I work in the area which the United Nations called the worst humanitarian disaster of the 21st century Northwestern Syria But we've had a great open door to help the internally displaced there Just last March the New York Times had a headline saying wash our hands Some people can't even wash their kids for a week. There's just hardly any running water clean water available 900,000 people lost their homes there between December 1st 2019 and March 2020. Most moved in packed informal tent settlements throughout the devastated northwestern Syria area. Through a string of miraculous open doors, we've been able to bring continuous clean water and food aid to 32 informal tent settlements, and often decided to give us all the proceeds of our book sales to support this project. I found that during this pandemic, people are giving more. Perhaps they're thinking about death more, as many know people or have heard about people dying, or they think more about the brevity of life, so therefore they want to do something. To me, it's a fulfillment of a a verse in Psalm 68, verse 10, where it says, Thou, O God, hast prepared of thy goodness for the poor. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's concerned about the poor and wants to care for them, whether it is a pandemic or whatever crisis there is. It says in the final days that Those who understand among them people shall instruct many. Well, we're not actually instructing many, but we are talking to people every day about the last days. And many of the local people here see this as a big step to the rise of the final world government, that this here is a simulation. I have a guest here from Germany staying with me, a volunteer, and she's amazed at how many people know about this. So they see this as a big step coming closer to the end, and we're able to provide them with answers and a lot more information about what's really going on. So it's been like a personal witnessing paradise in the last two months for us here.
0: Like a candle in the night, it's nightlight.
1: You know, I've heard so many testimonies of how the Lord has been abundantly supplying for those who have ministries to feed and care for the poor. Before we go into our next song, here's another one. This is from Flo in Kenya. As Africa went into partial lockdown in March, many casual labourers who live in informal settlements lost their livelihood, and the desperation for their basic needs became very great overnight. People were starving and going to bed at night without any food. Many said they'd rather die of the virus than of hunger. One mother boiled stones to pretend that she was cooking food for her eight children to give them hope. In order to protect the virus from spreading, the government banned mass distribution of food and set up a body called Kenya COVID Fund, so they could guide and advise on how to respond to this need in a safe and orderly manner. Our hearts broke as the suffering of the Kenyan people was even greater than it already was, and we kept the situation in our daily prayers for everyone who were affected in the world. Knowing how so many businesses were hard-hit economically, we did not want to burden anyone with the need as the whole world was affected. We shared with a few of our closer friends how COVID was affecting people here. To our surprise, one of our friends, whose whole business was closed down due to full lockdown, asked how they could help. So we shared the need for food in the slums and orphanages. We've been so amazed and awestruck at what the Lord has done after we received the first response – It truly is the story of the loaves and fishes, as from that one person who responded, to our surprise, more and more people started responding after seeing some of our updates. The Lord showed us how much He loves and cares for the poor who don't have a means to get their needs met and the miracles he can do even through a pandemic. He provided for these people more than we could have ever imagined and more than the years before the COVID-19. Praise the Lord. From the month of April up to date, we've been able to distribute over 1,000 food packages of 17 kilos per package, which can last a family of six for one week. Approximately 7,300 people have benefited since April and 20 tons of dry food have been distributed. This amounts to over 103,000 meals so far. We've not stopped yet. Every week there is someone new that decides to send us something towards this program. The process of distribution is a slow one. We first have to identify a safe location and then get the approval from the local government, get the names and phone numbers from the community leaders who identify the very needy families, and then 10 people at a time are informed to come and collect the food. They're taught social distancing, and we've also been able to distribute face masks and clothes to these families. For those who are sick and unable to collect their packages, we arrange for it to be brought to their homes. We keep praising the Lord that he's able to use us during this difficult time in the world.
5: Come to the table of grace To the hungry he's calling Draw near and partake Out from the highways The byways and lands Enter into the goodness He's planned Come to the table that's set There's a bountiful feast With no price to be met The hungry and thirsty Come taste Taste and see how He loves you today Life you need today, come. He's the star, all you'll need, come and see. Come to the table of grace, to the hungry He's called. And see how he loves you today. He is there in your head, come. He wants to live in your heart, come. He signals you, calls to you, come. today, come. He wants to save your life today, come. He is what you'll always need, come and see. highways and lands, enter into the goodness he's banned. Won't you come to the table that's set? Come to the table. Oh, there's a bountiful feast with no price to be met. Ye hungry and thirsty come day, to be met, ye hungry and thirsty, come taste, taste. taste and see how He loves you today, all ye hungry and thirsty, come taste, taste and see how He loves you today.
1: Come to the Table of Grace. That's Jerry Palladino. And God bless all of you who have been reaching out and helping the poor during these trying times. We have a few more testimonies along those lines. But right now, let's go to Denmark and hear from Julie Kristol.
6: I wanted to share a little short testimony. What happened during the lockdown here in Denmark in my small town. I lived just a few kilometers from the German border on my own here. At the beginning of the lockdown, was a, it was a, real, was a real trial for me. But what it made me really uh, come even so close to Jesus more than ever before. And I, I was able to, to do some word study on hearing from, the, from heaven, receiving prophecies. And I also felt the, the Lord's Spirit ever so close to me. I take walks normally out in the countryside in the morning, as I live so close to the countryside. Five minutes walk, and I'm already out there by the fields. I would never feel alone. One time I walked out there, because I have my prayer time there in the morning. I could hear footsteps behind me, but there was nobody there. And I know Jesus was with me, and that's happened, happened several times. I felt Jesus' presence more than ever during this time. So that's just been really great and I'm so happy. So I've gotten ever so close to Jesus. But also what was difficult for me was that I didn't know when I was going to see my kids again. That was the beginning because my kids don't live here. They live in, in England, in London. When I would bicycle into town, I would feel his presence. And sometimes I look back and I, was, there was nobody there, but I could feel there was somebody there. I sensed it in his spirit everywhere when I, where i go and it's been on like that for a long time but i felt it even stronger now during the lockdown
3: feeling
7: all right while listening to nightlight
1: all right now we're going to sub-saharan africa to the democratic republic of congo and this from dom and marie Spiritually, this COVID-19 crisis has been good for us. It's made us get back to depending more on the Lord, hearing from Him before every move we make, checking with Him and following His guidance at each step, at times trusting what He showed us was the right thing to do when all others would tell us otherwise. One example of that is our mission trip to Congo that had been planned months before this crisis ever started. Everyone was telling us to cancel it, but the Lord kept telling us that on the contrary, it was his perfect time for us to go. So we went before the borders were closed, and indeed it was his perfect time, and we had a very fruitful mission trip. We were able to hold the Bible seminar that we planned before restrictions were imposed and strengthen the brethren there. Another Romans 8.28 was the strengthening of our prayer life being much more desperate to fight in prayer for those who were suffering, as well as digging into the Word and reviewing basic end-time Bible prophecies to try to see where this worldwide unprecedented pandemic was taking us in relation to end-time events, as you've also covered in several of your shows. We found this crisis opened wider opportunities to share the gospel with people who had questions about what was happening and we're now hungry to learn if the Bible had anything to say about it, pointing them to basic end-time Bible facts and avoiding speculations. On the practical side, it made us more appreciative of things we used to take for granted, like our freedom, enjoying God's creation, getting together with friends, simple forms of exercise, which were now forbidden, like swimming. The internet also, which enabled us to fellowship and communicate with family and friends from a distance. It also made us so thankful for the good old health habits we'd learned while living in India years ago, which now the whole world was having to adopt, like changing clothes after going outside, removing street shoes, disinfecting hands and surfaces, and eating healthy to boost our immune system. We feel this time has been a good preparation to handle with faith and trust any future events.
4: Even the night can be bright when you switch on your nightlight.
1: Now let's go to Bangalore in India, and Uday Kamala wrote and said, Dear Simon, here's a write-up of my thoughts and experiences on the COVID-19 situation. I remember that some time ago I prayed to the Lord, asking him what it would take for people to slow down and give heed to the things of God and the gospel. It seemed to me that everyone seemed to be under so much pressure and were frantically rushing here and there. They were focused on materialistic pursuits, making their lives and those of their families comfortable and secure. Now, with the COVID-19 crisis, God has suddenly stopped the treadmills of the whole world Not only has it forced us to slow down and rest for a season, but also caused us to see the instability of the world's system in which we put so much trust. Offices, shops and businesses are shut down, and there's a dearth of availability of even essential commodities. In India, where I live, in the lowest income strata of society, the people have been especially affected and are undergoing great hardships. In difficult times like these, it's comforting to know that God will be with his children and will care and provide for them. Psalm 37:19. On a personal level, this situation has been a wake-up call for me spiritually. I've become a bit laid-back and lethargic and it's jolted me out of my complacency. It's given me a greater sense of urgency, and maybe want to redeem the time each day for the kingdom of God. I'm not sure exactly where we are in the end time scenario, but I do sense in the spirit that events in the world are moving towards a crisis. For the first time, civil liberties have been severely curtailed on a global scale. The push an electronic and cashless economic system also seems to have gained a sudden momentum. So it makes me think that this is more than just an ordinary epidemic outbreak, and there are deeper issues here than meets the eye.
0: My habit, I turn on my TV. Those knocking heads are talking to me. You see, let's get.
1: amount of spin and misinformation and just downright lies that have come flooding from every direction during this crisis has indeed been head spinning. And it's now changed into the storm of rage and hate and outright anarchy that's been triggered by the death of George Floyd. I mean, it's like one tsunami after another sweeping over the world and destroying the foundations of any sense of normalcy and stability and security that, in our generation, people have come to take for granted. Well, for us who know the Lord, well, it's been a time when our faith and trust in the Lord, that he is in control, has been tested and been strengthened as we've been forced out of our spiritual comfort zones and compelled to get deeply serious and desperate with the Lord. And of course, the Lord has been very faithful to abundantly make good on his promises and to be a very present help in time of trouble and to continue to supply all the physical and spiritual needs of his children, which, thank God, are not dependent on worldly conditions and circumstances, however crazy they may be. But they depend entirely on the loving care of our Heavenly Father for his dear children here on earth who cry out desperately to him. Well, before we go on and hear some more testimonies of his grace and loving care during this time of crisis, let me play you this song which has just come to mind, the words of which have been and will continue to be a great comfort to many during times of such as these.
7: I know someone loves me I know someone hears me I know someone helps me during the most I know someone sees me, I know someone cares for me, because someone leads me through the darkest night. He created the heavens, He created the sun, He created the mountains, He created everyone, He created the moon and the stars that shine so. Day to live in, and for sleep, he created night. I know this world isn't a dream Creation speaks so loud and clear If this world really exists Then I know for sure he's here I know someone loves me I know someone sees me Because someone helps me During the most trying time I know someone hears me, I know someone helps me during the most trying time, I know someone sees me, I know someone cares for me, because someone leads me through the dark.
2: Storm. You're listening to
1: Nightlight. And you're with a special edition of Nightlight as we hear from listeners all around the world, testimonies of how the Lord has been blessing them, keeping them, providing for them, and using them to reach out and be a blessing to others during the last few months of the corona pandemic. Well, I don't think we'll have time to play them all, but let's hear now a variety of some of the shorter ones, starting with Angela in South Africa. Our flight to the USA, to where we are planning to move for a new start and a new job, was booked for April the 4th. Lockdown stopped us from flying, but also prevented us from being locked down in my son's home in the USA with his family for two months. It was better for all that we were here in our own little house on the farm than stuck at close quarters with another family. This country, South Africa, is currently at level three and has just begun domestic flights. International flights will only resume once we are at level. The USA now has had severe unrest these last weeks. So once again, we're trusting that the Lord has his perfect plan and timing for our move. Now this from Elaine in the USA. Hi, dear Simon. The Lord brought to my mind a dream I had a few years ago. There was a strange red virus in the air while I was out witnessing as though it couldn't harm me. Well, I've had a lot of whacked out dreams, but I'm living this one. I'm caring for a couple of elderly folks who are very vulnerable and have been pretty much quarantined since February. My former caregiving wage was so low I was denied unemployment benefits and hadn't worked in months. Due to the pandemic... I was eligible to get retroactive benefits recently which allowed me to give over and above to brethren and to have savings again for a big upcoming change. My family and neighbors are all following CDC guidelines and we feel very loved and cared for by Jesus during this unprecedented season. We're keeping our prayers going for many others who are suffering loss, fear and stress. Emmy Lovechild writes, Hi, Simon. God bless you. I pray you and your family are well. I have a testimony of the Lord's supply during this virus period. I have a two-bedroom flat that I live in. And for months since August 2019, I've been looking for a decent tenant to share my home with who could live in my spare room. And then due to the coronavirus, I had to quit my job. And the miracle of the Lord's supply is this. One week after I lost my job, a very good person who's also a Christian and a big blessing has now moved in. I would just like to add to this that I'm a single mom with three children and this extra financial support has made a big difference for us. I've been in a few tight spots with no income for my children, but I trusted God and he has done miracles. Praise the Lord. Now let's go to Western Japan, and this is from Josh. He says, Here in our neighbourhood in Western Japan, we felt compelled to pitch in with a neighbour and her kids during the long school break. This Japanese woman, a single mum, has two sweet daughters who were homebound for several months. We've been able to play board games together, go hiking, fishing, barbecue, pet care, chop wood just all sorts of activities. It's been fun and rewarding, and we've made some good friends. Of course, we did observe some safety rules, but it hasn't gotten in the way. In fact, if it weren't for this break in routine, it never would have happened. Now let's hear from Patty in Mexico. I had started in February on the internet looking for people who needed encouragement and inspiration and comfort. But now, due to the virus, everybody is so much more hungry for comfort, inspiration and truth that I'm able to share. I pray with and encourage so many daily as well as through the telephone. So it's been very thrilling and I'm expecting and knowing that it will be much more each day as we get closer to Jesus' coming back. The darkest hours are always right before the dawn and his rainbow will always shine brightly after each storm. Thank you, Jesus, with tears and hugs and joy. Now this from Ruth Davidson, writing from Houston in the USA. She says, During the first part of February this year, The Lord surprised us by making a way for Johnny and Jason to attend a three day retreat in Bad Kissingen, Germany. The first marvel was the Lord's amazing supply of funds to make the long trip from Houston, Texas to Germany. While checking in at the departures desk to return to the States, they were unexpectedly questioned if they'd ever been to China or had any flu like symptoms. We could only praise the Lord for his wonderful supply, protection, and timing. At that time, news of the coronavirus had not even surfaced. Had their return date been even a few days later, they would have been placed in quarantine. We could only praise the Lord for his wonderful and marvellous works. (music) And now finally, in this section, a testimony from Romano, an Italian missionary in South Africa. I want to share a testimony. Last night, I received a phone call from Italy. A friend of mine, Nello, was with a friend called Luca. Luca was desperate because he lost everything because of COVID-19 and was contemplating killing himself. We spent a lot of time on the phone and he eventually surrendered his heart to Jesus and got saved. He'll start reading the Bible, and he was much better when we departed. Please remember, Luca, in your prayers, he belongs to Jesus, but he's still weak. Perhaps you have someone near you or even in your family that is discouraged and needs help. Reach out to them today.
4: Encouraging you how very dearly Jesus loves you. You're listening to Nightlight.
1: We're going back to the Indian subcontinent for this next song. It's called The Song of the Poor, sung by Michael, who I believe is from Bangladesh. I wish more people were writing these kind of songs. It's very simple, just Michael playing his guitar as he sits on his balcony. But this song has reached a lot of people on YouTube, where Ricky Schmuck added video clips to the song. If you search for Song of the Poor on YouTube, you'll easily find it. Before the song starts, it says, this song is dedicated to the migrant workers and working class of India. With the present crisis, thousands of them have lost their jobs and livelihoods and are stranded in different cities. They're going through difficult times and are struggling to survive. Every day they're faced with innumerable problems with safety, transportation, housing, their future looks bleak. Wherever you are, whoever you are, please reach out and help them in whatever way you can, for they are your countrymen.
8: going sweat you're not worth anything anyway that's what who turns the darkness the darkness
2: Simon, here's Veronica from Berlin calling. Yeah, I can give testimony to miracles. As soon as I came back from Thailand mid of March and um, arrived in Berlin, right away the next day or two days later, a neighbor came and said, we have a lot of food in bags, fruit, vegetable, bread, cheese, milk, whatsoever. And every week it became more and more and more. And I started calling other missionaries and other people to distribute it. So from the very first two days I was here in Berlin, the supply just came by itself and the food was brought to my door. And I got a message for our telephone team as I am having our Bible group in telephone every day, teaching the word, praying together, praising together, sharing testimonies. I told them this is a sign of the Lord for me to show me no matter what what will happen in the future, there will always be plenty of supply, so much that we can give it to many others. That's the first amazing miracle. And the second one happened just now, 10 minutes ago. Um, Johnny stayed in Thailand because we had so much missionary work to do there that I went back to Germany on our scheduled ticket alone. It was uh, it was booked long before that uh, corona thing happened. It was booked in October last year. And the date to come back was the 17th of March from Thailand to Germany. And as it happened, I arrived here and two days later, the lockdown happened. So um, Johnny gave up his ticket in Thailand uh, because he had so much work. And I tried to write to the travel agency and call them and nobody picked up the phone and no answer on the emails, only automatic answers. And I spent a lot of hours to even get a hold of this email address and the telephone number and everything was a headache. And now I found out one woman in our Bible team, she's a, in, working in a travel agency. Actually, I knew a long time, but it didn't dawn to a- ask her. She was the one that said, if you need any help for any ticket, you can, I can help you. And I came back on her two days ago and I said, I really need your help. Johnny gave up his ticket. We would like to have that money back or maybe he can come here to Germany and use that flight, which he didn't use those days. He gave it away because 12 people didn't have a flight to come to Germany. They had changed the machine. And so 12 people were without flight and Johnny gave away his flight and they were happy to have another seat. So now this woman called directly to Etihad Airlines and a very sweet person was in the line and everything went so smooth. He booked a ticket for Johnny on the 1st of July to come back to Germany for free. It was the absolute miracle. It was just only guided by the Holy Spirit. And I want to say thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Shining bright in the dark night, you're listening to Nightlight.
1: Here in Uganda, our tribal Bible ministry of recording audio Bibles in African languages has proceeded without interruption. In fact, we've done more than we ever have before in the space of three months. But the only problem has been is that we have six visitors from Nigeria who after finishing and recording the Hausa and Ibira Bibles are stuck here in our guest house unable to fly back home to their families. But God bless them, they've stayed very positive and trusting and one of them, Solomon Enia, shared these blessings from the situation. Number one. God indeed has at this time of lockdown, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, afforded me opportunity to draw near in prayers and to study my Bible more than ever before. 2. This period has also been my longest time of resting over the past three decades. I've never had it this way from childhood. It's a divine way of enforcing me to rest. Three, being separated from my family back in Nigeria, this period has proved the most spectacular and miraculous time of divine provision of necessary needs for my family back at home. He's been there for them. Four, this season of challenge has proved true. The popular saying, absence makes the heart grow fonder. This has happened to me towards my family, especially my wife and to others dear to me those who would not have checked on us or call have surprisingly surpassed my expectation in their show of love and care. 5. My inspiration as I study has really increased, especially in composing new spiritual songs that edify me a lot in worship. 6. Regaining of the sense of value for some things that I never thought were that worthwhile other things have lost their undue values wrongly accorded them before now. It's been a time of sifting, separating the wheat from the chaff. Thanks for the privilege to share. I'm Enya Solomon from Kogi State, Nigeria of the Ibira tribe.
9: Trust that I'll come through for you Trust I'll do what you can't do Trust I'm gonna see you through Trust 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 that I'll come through for you Trust I'll do what you can't do Trust I'm gonna see you through Just Just
1: David Blossom. And there's just so many promises in the Psalms and throughout the Bible that are contingent on our trusting the Lord that he'll bless and keep and provide and take care of us. And also in his perfect time, bring his righteous judgments down upon the wicked. Well, I've still a few outstanding testimonies I'm not going to have time to share on this show. A wonderful healing testimony from Flo in Kenya, a testimony from Romano in Port Elizabeth in South Africa of how they've been able to miraculously feed and help so many poor. And we'll have to save those for another show. But I do want you to hear this testimony from Gabriel in Chile. It's a testimony of someone who did actually get very sick with the COVID-19 virus.
10: Thank you so much, Simon, for the shows, the nightlight shows that are being such a source of comfort to us worldwide. I am answering your call for testimonies here from Chile. Well, yes, uh, I have a a testimony that I would like to share that moved me deeply and all the people in, in my prayer group. A friend recently a couple of weeks ago, invited um, a man that had uh, contracted the the COVID-19 virus and had been very, very ill in in the hospital. He actually works in the jail. He is a jail guard here in Santiago, Chile. His name is Eric. It turns out that he realized he had the virus when he started showing symptoms, the typical symptoms of losing the taste buds, feeling weak in his body, headaches. So he um, got in touch with a doctor. He got pretty sick quickly. His whole family was also sick. They all got the virus, which made him feel very bad because it had been him who had brought it home. The ambulance came and when they saw his condition, they immediately started giving him oxygen. He is not an older man. he's he's, in, he's about forty. He's uh, actually quite a young person, but he for some reason, uh, developed a very serious case of the disease. Uh, he was uh, driven uh, urgently to the hospital. He was uh, put under in a respirator. There he, he he says that that he felt in a desert. He was all alone. Uh, in rooms where the, the nurses and the uh, health workers only go in occasionally in with very protective gear, so you, you don't have hardly any, any physical or, or human contact. Uh, he, he went into despair because he was worried about his family. He was worried that he had, uh, he had passed the disease on to them and he was having a real hard time breathing at that time he remembered the bible the promises of the word that he had read he is a he is a christian but he he told us that he had he had drawn away from the faith he was still going to church occasionally and and doing going through the motions but he had lost uh, the depth of his faith the connection with the lord he hadn't had for a while And all of a sudden, he was faced with this uh, life or death experience. He, for many, in many instances, he felt he he might go. It might be his last minutes here on earth. He felt desperate and called to the Lord from the bottom of his heart. It was a very moving experience, the way he, he tells it. And he says that he felt the presence of the Lord coming in into the room and then sort of flowing from his toes all up his body to to his head and he felt he felt that it was not an imposing presence that it was not an authoritative presence or feeling but it was so soft and so tender and it made him feel so good it gave him such peace he remembered a, a verse from romans that i don't know if i recall in English right now exactly how it is, but is uh, who can separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, shall distress, that verse. And it, it, it was a, a tremendous comfort for him. He kept calling on the Lord and the Lord was there the whole time. He was a few days in a coma in 21 days uh, isolated in the ICU. Finally, the day came that they had to take out the thing they put in his trachea, the tube that goes down, so that you can breathe. It's it's a very delicate process where uh, they had to take this uh, this thing off. It's a, like I say, it's very critical because when they take that off, you have to breathe. If you can't breathe, you you might die. So when they are taking him off, he was just holding on to the Lord, and they took this thing off, and he was he was able to 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 breathe. Uh, The whole experience humbled him tremendously because also, you know, he had to be cleaned and by the nurses and it was something he was not used to at all. All that just humbled him and showed him how how little he was and how dependent he was on the Lord and on others. He came out of there praising the Lord and giving testimony to everyone. Well, first of all, to take care because... This uh, disease is very serious, there's no, no joke, and that it can affect young people badly in certain cases like his. But also, and more so, and more importantly, the presence of the Lord and how, how beautiful it is, how comforting, and, and what a strength it gives you in a time like that. When he came out, he was put in quarantine in a, an apartment that he has, separated from his family, he did find out that they were all all right, his wife and three kids. So that was, that gave him a, a peace that the Lord had taken care of not only him, but of his family also.
1: Well, I hope this show has been an inspiration to you. If you'd like me to do a part two, then please send me your testimonies. And you can send them to my email. That is simonpeterson2008 at gmail.com. Thanks to Jeremy for the instrumentals that you've heard behind some of the testimonies. And I'm going to leave you with an encouraging song from Jeremy to keep the heavenly vision and our eyes on eternity soon to come. Because... It's almost over.
11: Almost over The pain of yesterday When the former Things have passed away All the hurt So long misunderstood We'll see that providence has Worked out for the good When the tables have been turned And the fables have been burned The lessons have been learned, we'll see what we have not discerned.